This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch here into another week of fun and excitement, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. As always, lots to talk about. Your calls are the primary element if you decide to make them. Otherwise, we'll talk about what we want to. And I've got a little bit of news, uh, I guess somewhat breaking news, from up here in New Hampshire. Uh, there was a flag burn today, a multi-flag burn. Now, I know, Mark, you were pretty upset about the fact that this was going on. You had called one of the local talk shows over the weekend and expressed your, your discontent, your dissatisfaction. Well, I expressed that there was uh, not necessarily – this isn't necessarily the, uh, the, the position of everybody who might call themselves – because um, you know, they were using terms like libertarian and free stater to describe mm-hmm. the people that were – uh, participating in the the uh, multi flag burn, which was not a, accurate term, uh, libertarian. I think the person who did the flag burn would describe himself as an anarchist. Yeah, but I'm saying that that's the terms that yeah. they were using, and I called in to clear up that I didn't think that it was a good idea. Right. I'm a libertarian. I'm a free stater. Um, I you know. I, I, I'm I'm a high profile one of both of those, and mm-hmm. I disagree with it, and I think it's foolish. And you had said that you thought it was going to shut down conversation. Yes, I do believe it shuts down conversation. I think that might be the part you were wrong about, um, because I went. Uh, it was at 2 o'clock this afternoon here in our beautiful little Keene, New Hampshire, where we do the show uh, from. And it was in the uh, the center of town at what they call the Central Square, very nice little park in the very middle of downtown Keene. And uh, it was to be going off at 2. It actually started a few minutes early, so I didn't manage to get there quite on time to record the entire thing. But luckily, there were probably... At least five video cameras there, including uh, Keene State College had a news crew out there covering the event. There was apparently an entire uh, college class that had actually sort of made a field trip of the day and had – I guess you don't really have field trips when you're in college, but for lack of a better term, they uh, had – their class essentially was at this particular event. And it apparently was some sort of journalism class, so they were there asking all kinds of questions, taking notes, uh, interviewing people. And, uh, of course, since it's the day before the election, there were the requisite sign-waving people for Obama and McCain around. And, uh, as you might imagine, the the McCainites got a little bit upset about the fact that the American flag was being burnt. However, I should point out that this is this was more than just a an American flag burning. This was a triple flag burn. Uh, and what I mean by that is that the first flag that was burned was the U.N. flag. Now, Mark, you wouldn't have a problem... If he had just gone to burn the U.N. flag, would you? Nope, I've burned a U.N. flag before. Right, but but when they've done the, the U.N. flag burns here in New Hampshire over the past couple of years, there's usually one every single year, and it's kind of like a, a big event, and a lot of people come out, and they have a bunch of U.N. flags, and everybody can set one on fire. Uh, that's That's kind of a concealed event. Like, you have to know about it to go to it. Whereas uh, it happens on somebody's private property, kind of away from everything, basically. Whereas this was very public. I mean, right in the center of downtown Keene. Uh, And so I think that would you have gone to a U.N. flag burn, Mark, that was actually a public event as far as promoted and done, say, in the the same location where the, the triple flag burn was done today? 
I wouldn't have a problem with that. I, uh, so know, it's I would, just something about the U.S. flag that yep. offends you? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it, it's not offensive. I, I don't find it offensive to it's burn a flag. It's not offensive. I, you just I, think it's bad taste. You think I it's think poor, it's a bad taste. And I think tact. It, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, it's, if you were burning a you know, Soviet flag, who cares? If you're burning a U.N. flag, who cares? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people care when you burn the United States flag, and I believe I, – I believe – now, you may have evidence to the contrary. However, um, I believe that it shuts down conversation. It, there was it, a lot of conversation broils, going on right there. Uh, emotions very high. Some people were, were upset. I mean, it it's likely, inevitable that someone's going to be upset about something like that. It likely could uh, turn into to violence. which would then, which was which, nice. That's nice. It would then be blamed on not the – likely not the uh, person who committed the violence, but the uh, – the, the the burner, as it were, which is ludicrous, of course. But uh, but that that's PR, my friend, and you can complain about PR all you wish. It's just the truth. Well, I mean, the idea that somebody could say, "Well, I had to hit that man because he was burning a flag." No, he- no, the, the the person wouldn't be saying that. However, the news would just report it as, you know, this guy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's that's how it would end up. So uh, so it was burned today, and I would say there was probably. I know for a fact there were at least 16 liberty activists that turned out for it because that's the amount of people that went to uh, went out to lunch together afterward. I think there were probably more than that that were there, but they all didn't go to lunch afterward. Uh, and, of course, as I said, there was an entire class full of college kids. Did there they was, go to lunch with you? No. Oh. There was a handful of uh, sign-waving politicos that just happened to be around, and there might have been a couple of other people. That, but there weren't even cops. Uh, there was There was one cop nearby who was sort of – Doing construction site duty, he basically mm-hmm. just sits there all day. So he just happened to be in the vicinity. And actually, as I was approaching the uh, the Flagburn protest area, I saw some of the McCain sign wavers running over to the cop, yelling to him that someone was uh, was burning flags. And so essentially, they were trying to snitch snitch out on uh, Jesse, who was burning the flags, and they weren't successful because the cop didn't do anything. In fact, the cop didn't even approach the area. So he was probably told not to. But you, believe, Maybe. He, if, he's if not a keen cop. He's if a, you'll recall, um, on Saturday, the uh, you know when I called into the talk mm-hmm. show, that was the police chief that I was talking with on no, the No, he wasn't on when you called. He was only on for the first hour. Was he only on for the first hour? Yeah. I, I, well, I heard him, and I assumed that that was his uh, right. voice in the background. Um, so, I mean, the police Maybe chief I'm wrong. Maybe real aware of what went on. He decided that he wasn't going to go bother with you nuts, and he didn't. So I think that was good. Yeah, um, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I mean, because yeah, an arrest would have given you some some uh, much publicity. more publicity. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, you know, this this foolish and disgusting act was uh, was ignored by the police, and I, I applaud them. For so it. wait, why is it disgusting when it's the U.S. flag and not disgusting when it's the U.N. flag? They're both pieces of cloth. Well, the U.N. is an organization uh, where the people aren't democratically elected. People haven't so? fought and died uh, for the U.N. flag. You know that kind of thing. Those blue helmeted people have been fighting. And dying, right? uh, they're, they're mercenaries, man. Um, they're paid by their uh, they're paid by the UN. The country well, of origin is paid by the UN, and then the, and then they're paid to go and you know what what are they doing? They're raping people. Are um, you saying that the U.S. Uh, government is somehow better than the UN? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Is sure. The UN bombing people around the world right now. Uh, look, I'm not defending yeah. the UN. I think they're bad news too. I think they're send, they're sending in peacekeepers that are raping around the world. Sure, yeah, that's happening. Sure, sure. But you think that. You know, raping is necessarily worse than bombing people, um, shooting people. And, and by the way, the flag represents the government? Yes, Since it when? absolutely does. How did, how did that happen? Fifty stars, fifty states joined together in a union. Obviously, it represents the federal government. It obviously, represents centralized I power. It, I don't think it represents the federal I government. I understand you don't think that it represents the uh, the federal government, but what else could it represent? 
Uh, well, it represents the uh, the plot of land on which we stand um, that so many people are proud of. What are the 50 of. stars for, Mark? They're for the, division, the, the political divisions called states. Right. And the concept of the federal government is that the 50 states join together to form the United States, and that's what the flag represents. Do you disagree? 800-259-9231. Do you think that this shouldn't have happened today? Uh, 1-800-259-9231. I know Julia called me lame for going. I, I got so I, I've, I've been I gotta, ostracized by my own girlfriend. I got to say that this. I, 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 you know, I, I didn't go. As far as I'm concerned, it yeah. was in bad taste. Um, he could have, uh, you know, run around smeared feces on himself. As far as I'm concerned, I wasn't going to go for that crap. <laughs> well, I can say that people turned out from all across the state. They came from Manchester and uh, and Nashua and uh, from all around. And I think it was a relatively successful event. I think inevitably uh, when you're doing something like that. And by the way, uh, they also burned the New Hampshire state flag. You probably have a problem with that too, right? Mike? I don't like it. You don't like the state flag? No, I don't like you the don't fact like that they, they burned, burned it. it. Okay. And uh, so it went pretty well. Again, no one was arrested. Nobody got violent. I think there was like one guy that was pretty upset, kind of got up in Jesse's face. Uh, one of the other McCainites walked by and muttered, uh, F your freedoms or something like that. And so, I mean, obviously these people are very angry people and there's really not much you can do that are, that's going to make people like that happy. Um, so you, you really can't do activism, any sort of activism without upsetting somebody so inevitably somebody was going to get upset at a flag burn but i have to say that most people were were peaceful today and they were observing what were the the results i mean did you did you find some really good results from this a lot of people the results were pretty good i would say uh there was there's gonna be a lot of media coverage that comes out of this uh you think so a lot of people were interviewed a lot of uh not just the flag burner uh myself i was interviewed because i was uh, over there handing out flyers uh, and John Connell was interviewed. John from New Hampshire that calls in quite so often. He was there. Uh, a lot of a lot of folks were interviewed. A lot of people asking a lot of questions and a lot of conversation. So I think you were wrong in your suggestion that it was going to stop conversation. More I've been up. wrong Free before. Talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And the features include the bulletin board system. We've got over 400,000 posts. That's a lot to talk about. So head on over there. Enjoy it all totally free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Again, that's bbs.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. Apply now to attend the seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz and Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. Visit LibertarianSeminars.com for more information. It's open to undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, so if you were at the flag burning today and you wanted to give us your thoughts about it, 800-259-9231, uh, do you think that conversation was started or stopped? I think it was the former. I think conversation was started. I think it gave people something to talk about, something to ask questions about. And questions were definitely being asked. Now, it might have been because there was a journalism class attending, uh, but nonetheless, uh, that wouldn't have happened otherwise. So I think it was a positive thing, even though certainly many people are going to talk negatively of it. But 
that's what happens when sacred cows are uh, are sacrificed publicly like that. So we continue with your phone calls. And I have to say, I don't think that any time, I don't think in the history of uh, of mankind, anyone has ever uh, burned three flags like that. I mean, not that I've ever heard of. Normally, when you hear about a flag burning, it's always the U.S. flag. Always the U.S. flag. That's what I've heard. But this was U.N., U.S., and New Hampshire in that order. And I thought that really sent kind of a a unique and unusual message. That said, we go to your phone Assuming someone paid attention to it. Let's talk first to Ziggy in the U.K. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ziggy. Hi. Right. There was a survey um, came out today, um, part of some research a university did over here, saying that kids who have above-average IQs tend to vote um, Liberal Democrat or Green when they reach adulthood. Okay. Um, I do vote Liberal Democrat, I would add. <laughs> uh, I was a very clever kid. <laughs> so what do you think it, uh, what do you think it means? I mean, I, what, what, tell people I, I what think, a liberal – uh, uh, tell people uh, first uh, off what a liberal uh, – Demo- Ziggy, 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 um, Ziggy, define liberal Democrat uh, for people living in the um, United States and uh, Greens. Uh, right, okay, liberal, liberal Democrat – a liberal – the liberal Democrat is quite a wide party from, from sort of more classical are. liberal people to, 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 to more social – liberal kind of people, um, in, in other words, people who believe that um, that government should intervene when the free market isn't um, uh, capable of, of providing a service. And do you vote for those people? I thought you were uh, more of a liberty-minded person. Um, liber- liberty-minded on some issues, Ian. I see. Um, far more than I would say a lot of my li- uh, liberal brethren. Gotcha. brethren. Um, however, I did support the financial um, loans to the banks that the British government gave, basically because I could see uh, an economic catastrophe which would have affected me. Oh, your your government, uh, the government over there, was uh, handing Big out time. money too? No, they they it wasn't a handout actually, and it was a loan. Oh, right, right. So that's different than what happened over here where they actually gave a handout. And they can't actually give dividends to their shareholders until they pay the money back. Is it an interest-free loan? It's a better rule. That sounds like a pretty good rule, but here in the United States, the banks have been kind of violating the rules that they were giving. I I thought the the, the, the first um, uh, suggestion of the $750 billion bailout, which was basically handouts, because wasn't the U.S. government just going to buy bad debt? Uh, uh, that was so. the first that, plan. Uh, that that was stupid. However, in, in this circumstance, the banks have to you know play by the rules and basically pay the, the money back with interest. There you go. Any other thoughts um, for us tonight? You know, uh, by the way, basically, Z- basically it, I mean, if the banks failed here, business would fail. If business fails, unemployment goes up. And you would have a lot of social unrest. Now, of course, there would be a fair number of libertarians rubbing their hands together going, oh, there'll be revolution. But if a revolution happened in this country, it wouldn't be a libertarian one. We no, it probably wouldn't. We would be a far more uh, uh, aggressively authoritarian government. You know, they'd vote in the BNP and... You know, it, you know, people such as myself would put on cattle trucks and shift off to ovens. <laughs> uh, Ziggy, 
<laughs> yes, I understand your concern in that that, that arena. Now, I, I would like to point out that I don't I don't know um, what's going to happen one way or the other uh, because there's not really a libertarian solution that happen uh, as far as this financial crisis crisis goes. Because you're talking Abolish about the Fed, yeah, that right. Would be a good well, start. getting rid of the Fe- getting rid of the Fed would put us back into a libertarian world where I can tell you you know things that might or might not happen. I mean, well, I do I do agree. If you brought back the gold standard, then banks could only lo- uh, lend money uh, uh, upon the gold reserves that they, they have. Right. That, that that would be that would be far better. But the, t- <laughs> the thing is, I, I just I, I try and do. I mean, I know that Ian's an, an, a far more of an ideologue than 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 than, than, than most. And I live with the real world. I try and, you know, <laughs> see what are the solutions here and now, not what yeah. it should be. What can you do in the present situation? Yeah, I think that and what should have been done was... I wrote uh, everything up, and I decided the best thing to do was loan the, mo- right. the, the money to the banks. I see where and, you're coming and, from, and, Zig. You know, and, Thanks and, for the and call I tonight. don't disagree, but uh, Rush Limbaugh, for instance, was against the bailout plan. To, uh, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's our position here to have not bailed out the banks isn't a uh, remarkably crazy one. So I just wanted to point that out. I think that uh, the market should have been allowed to correct itself, and the, whatever banks needed to fail should have been able to fail, and whatever businesses were sort of built on that should have also failed creative destruction and all that. I think uh, trying to pump money into the economy to uh, sort of keep the status quo as long as possible is only going to put off the inevitable disaster. Now, Ziggy is saying it was a loan and that it has to be paid back over there, which, of course, isn't what happened here uh, in the United States. Here, well, the, it was, Now they're shareholders, and yeah, essentially. Uh, the, the government is shareholders. Uh, in, oh, in over in banks. the U.K.? No, here. Here. Oh, a real? Okay, right. Well, that was something different, wasn't it? Wasn't that a different package? That's I'm so I'm here confused. on NPR. Uh, well, the, the thing is, is that they've changed them so often. Yeah. Even the things that they talked about, that they passed the law, they're doing stuff that's different. So, uh, well, I, we know they didn't they back up the auto companies. Now that I bet you they're shareholders in. I bet you when they're uh, when they're giving loans. I don't to... know that that's occurred yet. So mm-hmm. I can't I, I can't say one way or the other. Well, anyway, the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. All I know is that uh, the more the government meddles in the economy, the more the, uh, the, the malinvestments, uh, be, the, you know, the worse they get. Uh, and just you cannot destroy the economic laws of supply and demand. You can sort of play games with them a little bit. You can try to, you can try to put roadblocks in their way and... The marketplace will work its way around those roadblocks eventually, and you know the bubble. Bur- uh, the bubble should be allowed to burst. Uh, they created the bubble, and the longer they keep pumping cash in, the I think the worse it's going to get. You know, I don't know. I, I I don't know. When you're talking about uh, our current financial situation, you're talking about a situation that's been you know the the Fed, what the Federal Reserve has created. It's in a world where money isn't worth the same. Um, you know, isn't a value in mm. the sense that it's not backed by anything. And, uh, you know, of course, it has to be manipulated. So how much it's the issue is how much should it be manipulated? I don't know. Right. They certainly are not going to. They're certainly not going to stop. They can't. How much we know. I mean, I, I mean, they just can't. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line. We've got Rhonda. She's going to talk to us about her divorce in moments. We'll find out what that's about. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and the features include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free, wiki.freetalklive.com. If you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers, InnerKnobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using code FTL at checkout. It's InnerKnobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com, and see their banner at FreeTalkLive.com. I just got my, uh, I just got some stuff from them. I'm amazed at uh, the value that one gets. Things, things are so expensive for homes these days, and uh, you know nothing's going to change that, but... It, it's it's cheaper at internobs.com. All right, 1-800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls, starting with the ladies. Rhonda is on the line in Georgia. Rhonda, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, Ian and Mark. Hey, Rhonda. Um, um, thanks so much for everything you do. Thanks for being um, here. What's I, on your mind tonight? Um, I have basically um, the thing that's affecting me mostly now is I'm currently going through a divorce. And uh-huh. I have just, um, under, we've mutually agreed um, on basically everything. Uh, but now I find out before my before they'll give me a final judgment that I have to complete a class for a seminar for divorcing parents because we have children. Okay. It, and I, the thing that bothers me the most is that they're ordering me to take this class. Um, and I just don't, I, I guess it's a thing that's just in Georgia. Um, I'm not really sure. If sure, they're, they're protecting the families of Georgia with this uh, legislation. Uh-huh. Right. And I, I guess that, you know, my feeling is, is that um, I, I just don't, I just don't, the more I think about it, the more it bothers me that I feel like they're making me go and take the class. Well, um, unfortunately, you did sign the government uh, marriage license, which does obligate you to their system. Now, of course, you could point out that you didn't consent. Uh, You didn't realize what it was you were getting into, uh, that you did not understand the full terms of the contract that you were signing. Um, I don't know what that will result in. I mean, what, what do you think would happen, Mark, if, you know, you were getting this divorce and they said you have to take this class and you said, nah. Well, um, okay. you're gonna you're, likely you won't be able to get the divorce. I, I you really? know I think it's despicable that they uh, that they take two people that that are you know mutually want to get a divorce and they force them to take some kind of class. I, I you know so you would essentially some class be, run by some bureaucrat. I don't think it makes any sense. You, you'd be holding your other partner hostage. Then is basically what I mean. I they would be holding would. him hostage. I mean, and then you could take your amicable divorce and uh, turn it uh, into something that's not quite so amicable. Hmm. Do you think that would be what they would do? Is they would just prevent the divorce from well, occurring? Yes, and it, it does say that any party required to attend, um, if failed to do so, will be in contempt of this court. Mm. So since that, um, because we, we mutually agreed on, on everything, and he That's has good. filed, so now that I'm basically the defendant, um, it, I guess, and that if I do not go and take this class on the scheduled date, that I'm, which is tomorrow, to take it, then essentially I'll be held in contempt of court, and then therefore they will not um, they will not issue a final judgment of divorce. So that well, means that my option is to either take this class or 
I can't get divorced. I would say that you're screwed. I mean, you've got to take the class, uh, get it over with, it's get disgusting, it done. But it takes a, if it only takes a day, at least it wasn't a week. Uh, and then know next time that the next time you you know you fall in love with somebody and you want to want to commit to them. Consider not getting the government marriage license so you don't have to go through uh, their whatever hoops they wanna, they're going to put you through because everything that they decide is completely arbitrary. I mean, it, this year it could be one class, and then next year they could change it to two classes, and it could be some sort of uh, financial penalty. I mean, who you knows? You can believe there's of plenty of people there. out there that uh, would like it if you just weren't able to get a divorce. And those people are trying yeah, yeah. very hard to lobby the government to make it so that you simply cannot get a divorce because right. they, they, they think that marriage is so important, it's ordained by God. God and blah blah blah, as though God right. introduced you to your husband when you met. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand. Furthermore, which I, you know, I am a religious person, but it is being held at a church. And my point was, well, what if I was not a religious person? You know, where is the separation of church and state? Yeah. You, I, you know what I'm saying? How can a government, you know, say, hey, you have to go take this class and you have to go to a church of God to do that? Well, they can say whatever they want to say, and they can say it because they've got men with guns who are going to back them up every single time. That's how they can say it. And you're absolutely right. It's a total violation of the concept of separation of church and state. But we're in a position today where the government has been violating that particular provision in that fashion since the 1800s. I mean, marriage licenses have been around for several generations. So long, it's long so built into society at this point. Uh, there's no way out except to just avoid them in the first place. Unfortunately, you didn't know that uh, when you got into it, and most people don't. Uh, they're just they just are in love, and and this is what people that are in love do. They go and they get a marriage license, and they go to a ceremony, and then if things get bad, they go through the divorce process. And of course, in the middle of the divorce process, the government makes more money. I mean, that's really what it's about for them. It's about revenue. They make money on the front right, side with the marriage I have to license. Pay for this class on top of it. Right. Oh, there sure. you go. Sure. Whoever's running the class is banking. Not doing that for free. It's probably not the government that's running the class. It's probably some sort of uh, you know psychologist or counselor of some sort that is. Just just gotten kind of a, a sweetheart deal uh, with whoever the, the city council might happen to be or the, the state government. Wouldn't you like to be the guy that got paid to just sit there and talk to the people yeah. you know, for however, however long? They're captive audience. They have, to, they have to buy your product. I don't know if I'd like to be that guy because I'd be doing the same exact thing every I'd like to get the, the paycheck. I see where you're coming from. Right. The guaranteed well, money. What, yeah. That was my point. Well, you know, I didn't have anyone there making me take a class before I decided to have children. Oh, they so may have that I'm... now. Wait, when did you get married? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't don't I goad got... them. <laughs> You've got children, so it was obviously a few years ago. When did you get married? Um, it's been 14 years yeah. ago. Yeah, a lot and can change my, um, in 14 yeah, years. Yeah, my husband's and was um, in, he's in, been in law enforcement the entire time, so I have fought against this for the last 14 years about the things that because um, that's part of the reason why we're getting divorced because really. I disagree with a lot of the things that, because, um, of course, he works for the government, that mm -hmm. they do. And that's what I'm always told. I'm like, well, I don't understand why this is why this is right or what this is happening. And my response is, well, they can do whatever they want to do. And this is the way it is. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what you should so, do? You should, uh, when the divorce is all finished up with, you should move up to New Hampshire as part, part of the Free State Project. You'll have your pick of uh, the guys up here. <laughs> that's bad for our God's <laughs> truth. 
We were talking about that today at uh, lunch after the flag burning and how few women there are. Around. Right. How many How many were at the table of the 16? Um, actually, Lauren Canario was there. And uh-huh. uh, one, let's see, another girl was there, but she's married. And Taken. then there were two single ladies there. Ah, excellent. Yeah. That's pretty good uh, turnout, actually. Well, not, I guess one of them wasn't single. She's got a boyfriend, but she's not married. So, okay. Yeah. So there the you odds go. are for me then. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, are they? <laughs> I uh, I wish you good luck in all of this, and I you know it could be worse. You can always look on the bright side. It could be worse, right? You could have right. had a nasty divorce, and that right. wouldn't be any fun. No. So exactly. try to look I think on the bright side. I won't get married. Yeah. Well, that, that, I mean, yeah, I think that you can. Get, you know, you could get. Uh, you could have a ceremony if you wanted to. You could still have the the marriage feeling if you if you wanted right. to do that. It's just you. I don't recommend getting the piece of paper. I mean, you right, make your own piece right. of paper if you want to. I, of course, certainly some, uh, I guess they've got common law marriages in some states. I don't know which ones yeah, are that way. I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure how that all plays out. But I right. say stay away from the state apparatus as much as you possibly can. At least with the common law marriage, you can't. they can't claim that you explicitly consented to their silly little terms by getting their license. So stay away right. from that and just... Find somebody that'll love you anyway, even if you don't want to go and get the state license. Right. Sounds Thanks for the great. call tonight, and good luck, okay? Thank you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue. Justin is on the line in Arizona. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, um, you know, I have to say I find the uh, predicament of the last caller just absolutely fascinating. Um, I'm wondering when they're going to have, uh, you know, state-mandated uh, marriage counseling. Don't you know, they already have that? Uh, I could swear they, they had that in Florida. Hang on, I'm going to bring you back. I know you were calling for a different reason. 800-259-9231. In many places, they have uh, you have to take a class before you can get married. I believe that to be the case in Florida. Maybe I'm wrong. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can become an amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and around the world, bringing new Internet listeners on board as well, and introducing new people all the time to the message of freedom and liberty. So if that's valuable to you and you want some perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more, head over to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. That's amp.freetalklive.com as we go back to Justin in Arizona. You are back. Go ahead, sir. Hi there. Um, You know, I was wondering, uh, I I often hear uh, both of you uh, uh, advocating uh, secession. And I was wondering if if, uh, either of you are uh, planning to attend the third secession convention, the uh, North American Secession Convention there in uh, Manchester. 
Uh, I believe month. we are both going to be attending that on the Saturday. It's a three-day-long event, I, as I understand it. No, and November the 14th through the 16th. Um, we've been told that the Saturday day is the busiest of the days. That's when the, the bulk of the program will be uh, occurring. So we will be attending that. Right. It's uh, being uh, held by the Middlebury Institute at the Radisson Hotel in Manchester. In Manchester, right. Oh, excellent. So uh sounds like you guys know all about it. And... Uh, I was just wondering, uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the groups that is uh, very prominent uh, is the Vermont. I believe it's called the uh, 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 Vermont Republic or Second, Second Vermont, Vermont Republic. Republic. Yeah, I don't yes. suspect they're going to be terribly excited about it once uh, um, Obama manages to win. But go ahead. <laughs> That's a good point. But uh, I was, you know, I was thinking. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that. Uh, this conference is uh, going to be held in uh, New Hampshire, the you know, home of the Free State Project. Yep, me uh, either. But would would uh, you know? Would both of you would you support the idea of a uh, an independent Vermont Republic uh, if it were you know very socialist? If their agenda was essentially to you know create a, a small socialist republic uh, just north of uh, where. Uh, New Hampshire is. When you say support, what do you mean? Well, I, I suppose, for example, uh, you often talk about the, the clashes that uh, activists in New Hampshire uh, encounter when they're dealing with uh, law enforcement and bureaucrats and so on and so forth. If uh, if they were to encounter the same kind of opposition, uh, for example, uh, would you be supportive uh in in uh, basically helping them. Um, oh well, mm. let's see. <laughs> uh, I can tell you what I would example, not support: c- civil disobedience. You know, would you pr- be prepared to you know uh, involve yourself no. or? No, I don't. So, I, I try to avoid going across the border as much as possible. Um, I, you know, I just don't. No, I, I don't, don't go over there. However, I think that uh, you know, from the standpoint of uh, speaking out here, I don't like the idea of a socialist government. I do, however, believe that uh, choices are superior to um, h- uh, homogeny, and so I support Vermont uh, b- striking out on its own. Yeah, and I whatever support- it, I like. I think likely it would be a, a very socialist uh, place, and uh, that's fine with me. Right, yeah, it's it's fine if that's what they want to go off and do. Um, but unfortunately, they, they are um, six hundred thousand people, right? And, and many so of some them... of them would not like that, and that's not fine. It's not fine to, uh, to to have them force their socialist plan on those people that that don't want it. Uh, I, I support generally the idea of secession, and when I say support, it means verbally. I don't mind saying, "Yeah, go Vermont," mm-hmm. you know. But as far as like giving them money or going and putting something on the line for them, no way. There's no way that I'm going to. Uh, I mean, I take enough risks as it is doing the activism that I do, uh, and the activism I do is dedicated to liberty. Uh, and so I'm not going to take any extra risks to support some sort of uh, system that I don't have any sort of agreement with whatsoever. Um, so, no, I don't support it in a financial way. I wouldn't support it with my activism. I would cheer them on. I'd say, you know, hey, if you're going to be able to pull away from the federal government, I agree with that. Uh, but if I'm going to put money into a secession movement, it's going to be here in New Hampshire. It's going to be the people that are supporting liberty. Um, not socialism. Does that answer your question? 
yeah, I, you know, I really wasn't thinking so much in terms of uh, financial support, but more in uh, terms of moral support, uh, you know, whether or not... Uh, I'll cheer him people, on from the sidelines, sure. Yeah, and like you would sign a resolution basically affirming their right to self-determination and uh, to secede uh, from the American Union, or maybe I should say the American Empire. I would do something like that, sure. Put my name on a line, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Right. Okay. Well, there you, go. I, I, you know, I was very much hoping to uh, attend that conference. Uh, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to. Uh, right. I am a Free State Project uh, supporter, and uh, I just became an AMP subscriber today. Ah, congratulations. Uh, un- uh, yeah, unfortunately, I missed the boat with our, our friend out there who was uh, – you know, offering the matching grants. I'm but, sure he's uh, not feeling too unfortunate about that. He ended up <laughs> ponying up $159 a month as a result of his matching. So yeah, but uh, but I just wanted to let him know if he's listening, he did inspire me to actually very cool. Uh, you know, take the step. Great. Well, Justin, I'm sure when you get up here for uh, the Free State Project, when you finally move up here, uh, then inevitably there will be more talk of secession by that time. In fact, it'll probably be even more of a popular uh, topic of conversation. And so uh, I I look forward to seeing you perhaps at the next secession conference. And I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. So the um this brings up a subject. I don't support um Vermont uh, socialists in enforcing their will on the people who aren't socialists in Vermont, and certainly not. Um, I I think that's wrong. I um but I do support uh, New Hampshire libertarians, liberty minded uh, voluntarists um, in separating New Hampshire from the United States and enforcing yeah. their political will on um, the I people of New Hampshire. I don't support enforcing anything on anybody. Well, uh, the people of New Hampshire that are here, uh, whether tacitly or um, actively, have uh, agreed to the government that they currently have in the sense that they haven't done a damn thing about it up this to this true. point. They have the government that they deserve, Correct. one might say. Um, they haven't they haven't fought hard enough against the uh, growth of government. They certainly and, have not. They've and, been very obedient, less so than in other states. Foolishly but, elected, yeah. uh, you know, p- politicians that have raised their taxes, especially within the last uh, decade, years, decade yeah. and a half. Um, they've th- that's absolutely happened. So it's kind of the status quo, as it were, that things are the way things are currently. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that there's you, you need to have some sort of reason to change the status quo, and I, freedom, baby. I I understand, but yeah. you're enforcing the freedom that you want that these no. people had gotten up to this point. They had gotten what they wanted or what they deserved. Let's say they wanted it. Um, they they had gotten what they wanted. You you have come in here and said, yeah, we're not going to have this anymore. No, that's why I don't like the political system, Mark, because I don't support that. And this is one of the points I was trying to make to you about the idea. One of the reasons why I don't feel right about voting. I feel like I'm going to do it because you asked me. You essentially, you know, begged me to uh, mm-hmm. for people like you that are, you know, willing to put up with the status quo and just hope that somebody will go and change it. Uh, so I will vote for that reason. However, I, I, the other, on the other side of that coin, something that's still gnawing at me is the idea that me going in there and voting and putting people in that are going to increase liberty is essentially forcing uh, my viewpoint on those who might want more tyranny. I can't and believe I think I'm, if you I'm want, arguing on the side of liberty I think um, for if, this one. <laughs> if, I think if, you know, and I think that if those people want tyranny for their lives, they should be free to have that. The problem is, is that they'll enforce their tyranny on other people with uh, threat, violence and threats of violence. Um, right, if it the, doesn't go the other direction. See, the, sure, the, the argument right. that you were supposed to make that I 
I didn't realize that you weren't going to make is that, uh, well, freedom is the absence of government. Those people have allowed or encouraged tyranny uh, amongst themselves. And the simple fact that I've moved here, I, I'm a United States citizen. I have the right to move anywhere within the United States. And that was part of the deal that they, they sort of agreed with. So they agreed to a situation where I'm allowed to come here and I'm mm-hmm. allowed to voice myself politically this is true. as much as I want. And, and they played the game. And the fact they is... They know what happens when you play the game. I'm not proposing to do anything to them. I'm only proposing that they not do to me. And if in order um, that uh, t- to stop them from doing to me, I have to stop them from doing to others, that's fine. You know what? I'll take away a sharp stick from a bully on the playground yeah. any old day. And that's just the way it is. I'm not going to slap the bully. I'm not going to kick dirt in his face. I'm just going to take his sharp stick away. I like that. That's a good viewpoint. I'm with you there. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up absolutely anything. Some phone lines are loaded up here. We're going to get to your calls. If you're on hold, hang through the news. We will get to you. You can call in, talk about anything. 800-259-9231. If we get a chance, we'll jump into the email box and we'll tell you about the politician that's going to throw one of his family members under the bus. We never had a chance to get to that story Saturday. We might tonight, but your calls are primary, and they're coming up. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. Men, are you urinating more frequently? Do you wake up to urinate? Now, be honest. Is your sex drive what it used to be? Don't ignore the warning signs. Prostate problems begin around age 40. And by 60, one out of every two men will have these symptoms, and they do not go away. Take Super Beta Prostate. It has 3,000 times more concentration of the key ingredient in saw palmetto. It's so powerful, you'd have to take 100 saw palmetto capsules in order to get the same health benefits of one Super Beta Prostate. Try it risk-free for 30 days and give your prostate the nutrition it needs. For a risk-free trial of Beta Prostate, call 1-800-246-6204. That's 1-800-246-6204. With Super Beta Prostate, you get results or you get your money back. Call 1-800-246-6204. That's 1-800-246-6204. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us as we launch here into hour number two of the program. Again, freetalklive.com. Apologies to those who were listening via the Internet stream, and uh, unfortunately we were being featured on Stickam tonight, Mark, uh, but we're having some Internet difficulties here in the studio, which is uh, unfortunate because we have actually two Internet connections, but our router is apparently going to S a brick here in moments. So we'll see if we can get our Internet streams back up, but in the meantime, we still have a show to do. So we continue here with your phone calls, and we go to... I believe it is uh, Adam listening in Michigan. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hey, Adam, you're on the air. Hey, I wanted to return to uh, Ziggy's comments earlier uh, okay. about being mostly liberal and about the uh, bailout in Britain. Uh, sure. And uh, I think he started off by talking about how uh, a study had shown that liberals were generally more highly educated, in other words, assuming therefore a cause and effect. Um I guess I had been from that group. You know, I'd been an educated person and a liberal, and then I 
then I got even smarter and became a libertarian. Uh, Which Ziggy is, too. Huh? Doesn't sound like he's totally a libertarian. He's 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 a more practical version, is what he considers himself. If, right, if by right. practical you mean embracing the state, then yeah. Well, I mean, I I I really did come from this background, and I know where he's coming from, and I think that's what our challenge is, as people who advocate liberty. And when I say libertarian, I mean in the sense of the philosophy, not the political party. Um, that I mean. He's got legitimate questions, like, for instance, the bailout. He, now, I'm not familiar with the bailout that happened in, in Britain, as I am with the one that happened in the States, and there may be differences in him, but it sounded to me like it was something very similar. And we've heard the same things the way he said, uh, oh, this is necessary to save the economy. It's the exact same logic that's been, uh, that's been you know, espoused by the people that sure. spend the bailout in the States. And uh, the thing is, people see this as, oh, well, these people are going to be hurt if we don't bail them out. These, you know, the, the people that were working for this company are all going to get laid off, and you know, the people that invested in this company are going to lose their money. You know, and that, that's a reasonable fear. It's a fear I can understand people having. The, the thing that he's, the, the, the piece of the puzzle that he's missing here is that what happens when you have a bailout like this is it encourages that same behavior. It has to happen more and more, and. Because of this, the, the money is being taken from people who weren't even involved in this to cover that, which isn't really appropriate. You know, I didn't invest mm -hmm. in Fannie or Freddie. Why should my tax dollars be spent to uh, to bail out those depositors? And the other issue that is uh, almost always overlooked in discussion of this is that most of the depositors in these giant companies aren't actually American. I remember when Bear Stearns went under, they found that 90% of the depositors were mostly Sorry, 90% of the depositors were not American sources. So what ended up happening was the value of the dollar was def was in you know was lost so that the Fed could make this money to give to people who mostly weren't even in the states. So what essentially happened is the currency has been shifted from the country into the international marketplace. So the whole agenda there behind this is the purpose of of giving more money to the global agenda to the, the multinational investment class. And that's exactly what had happened. And now, because the government says they're going to do this, what's the what's the incentive for a bank not to fail? Right. I mean, well, the, the incentive for the banks, the incentive for the banks currently is, well, do whatever the hell you want because we'll bail you out. It's you're important. Yeah, Griffin in his book he compared it to if the if the local government were to have an insurance package for parking tickets, and then you you know you've got no incentive not to get a parking ticket because the state plan will cover you, and what happens is. You get more parking tickets because no one cares, except all the all the payment for it comes right out of your of your of your uh, you know tax you know payments. Right. So it, the whole system is just not sustainable, and the reason why liberals, and not just on this one issue, but also about health care, for instance, and the issue with health care. Oh, okay. We'll have universal health care. People need care, and if you if you don't need health care, surely you're better off than someone that does need health care. Therefore, why should we not, you know, need to, I mean, why should it not be right for us to tax you to pay for this person's health care? I mean, he must need it more because he can't pay for it. Right. You know, but the whole, what ends up happening is the same thing. What you've done is you've just now created, you know, the, the companies that, you know, pay for the, or, you know, make the pharmaceuticals and the hospitals and the doctors and everybody, 
now they've got no incentive to be competitive because the taxpayers will pay for whatever it is. And, of course, it doesn't work. I, I just read a... Not to mention that the, a, not to a, mention that the consumers like don't have any reason to be competitive either because, um, you know, I, now I know that I can buy my beer and my cigarettes and I can buy... Um, I can have that extra hunting trip and I can buy my bass boat and I can do all these things that are, um, you know, that I want to do and somebody will bail me out. Yeah. And, and furthermore, the other issue is if you support health freedom... Let's say you go to a doctor and the doctor says your solution is to take these pharmaceuticals that you don't want to take. You know, too bad. You, the gov- that's what the government doctor gave you. It's on your own pocket to go to a different one. There's no choice anymore. Right. Which is another thing that they want to do for uh, obvious reasons because that just makes control of, the, of people even easier. And, the, and you know, you, you can follow this for almost every liberal argument. Like the other day, I was in Virginia for a while. I live in Michigan where we have a 10-cent bottle deposit. And in Virginia, they just throw out all their bottles. And I was thinking, hey, wait, this might be an issue of where this might be an instance of where big government is actually good, because in Michigan, the big government says you got to pay this ten cent deposit, and as a result, all of our bottles are being recycled. Is this actually an instance where the free market, you know, doesn't work and where state control is better? And then, you know, then I thought about it for another ten seconds, and I said, wait a second. <laughs> the only reason this is even an issue is because trash pickup is already state managed. And because in Virginia, you know, no one cares if they throw out all their bottles because they pay the same amount for trash pickup and tax money no matter how much they throw away. So That's the only reason why that even works in that instance is because you already have a situation of state control. And it's like, well, all they're doing is saying, okay, we can tweak the state control different, make it more complicated, involve a bigger apparatus. And the cost, well, don't worry about the cost. We'll just borrow as much as we need to. Sure. And the whole crazy. thing is just falling apart. Yep. So well. as a liberal, now you have to question, if you're a bleeding-heart liberal and you want to save all these people, uh, are you going to save these people by destroying the country in the process, by destroying the economic system? Well, these I mean, people don't understand economics. Right, they don't understand economics. I mean, as we found out on Saturday night, the people that are voting in this election, whether they're voting for uh, whichever one of the two made major candidates, they're not voting for any significant reason. They're voting for the most surface-level, nonsensical BS reasons uh, that I think I've ever heard. Uh, well, so, you know what the number one reason? You know what the number one reason is why people vote for a given candidate in any election scientifically? What's been because he's pretty. To be that reason? Because they like the way because he looks. Somebody asked them to. Oh, really? Because because somebody asked them to. Hmm. I did not know yep. that. That's it. Where'd you get that information? That's interesting. Um, well, that's I got. I, I actually, I'm the, I'm the director of information technology for the campaign for liberty. I heard this from people uh, higher up who have been doing this for decades and decades. The campaign? Oh, really? The campaign for liberty? Yeah, I've uh, been listening to I've been listening to the radio all day today. Um, you know, and, we were talking uh, about the campaign for liberty a little while back, and I was trying to figure out what is it that makes them special. I mean, since you're the uh, director of IT, what is it that makes the campaign for liberty, you know, so different from any other liberty think tanky slash activist group out there? Well, that's a that's a great question, and honestly, <laughs> because the campaign for liberty is legally not permitted to be operated by Dr. Paul, even though it was sort of his brainchild. We can't, we cannot claim that just because we are the group that came from him, that it's because of him that we're great. I think the only, I mean, the test of this is going to be down the road in, in the future, are we going to be able to have more success than other political groups? And I think the reason why we will is because of several factors. One is because organizing things in a very methodical state district county way where all of our organizers can act as a body for any given election in their county, in their state, and national. And we also have a system where, at the same time, individual users can get their opinions put out to the entire group. We have, like, uh, for instance, on our homepage, I think the most recent 10 blogs that anybody puts up appear there. Mm -hmm. And we have a system where, rather than 
like on most websites, the way that uh, the way that you become popular, like on say Facebook or, or MySpace, is by spending more time on that website, spending more time reaching out to people and connecting them as friends, and then automatically all of your material will appear on their page. The system we've designed is actually a, it's, it's different. What we have is where, as a user, you have it's sort of like it's sort of like a property rights argument. You have the right to determine what appears on your page. And That's a pretty cool idea. Well, so it's my understanding that you guys exist to to help people network and to help spread the message of liberty. And if you can be somewhat successful at that, I think that uh, that that's a good thing. And I hope to hear you guys doing. Uh, I hope to hear of you doing new things. I know you did the uh, the recent convention. I know you're planning more of those things. So keep it up and good luck. And uh, let us know. Okay, will you be our contact and clue us in when you guys are doing things? Thanks for the call. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And the features include the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just head over to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That is updates.freetalklive.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's both private and confidential. It's guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. And anybody can go to PrivacyHarbor.com and they can get their own private email, uh, you know, private email address, and uh, it's free. PrivacyHarbor.com. All right, so we go to your phone calls and talk to Jesse, listening in Keene, New Hampshire. Jesse, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. uh, Hey, Ian. It's, you know, Anarcho Jesse. Uh, I didn't know if you were aware of that. Anarcho but, uh, Jesse, he who burned three flags today earlier. I don't know if you were listening to the first segment, uh, but we uh, we discussed it at that time. Uh, but you, your thoughts on the occasion, just to bring our listeners up to speed, it wasn't your average flag burning. In fact, I will make the claim that I don't believe there has ever been a flag burning like this in the history of flag burning, uh, because you actually burned three flags. Uh, you burned the U.N. flag first, followed by the U.S. flag, followed by the New Hampshire flag. Uh, I don't think that's ever been done before. Yeah, I don't. I You know what? I've, I haven't picked up a news like I know. I could probably go through like some old newspapers and at the library or something like that. Uh, I don't know if anybody's done anything like that. Uh, I mean, originally it was uh, my my intention just to burn the U.S. and the U.N., and then I think it was you, actually, who threw out the idea, well, why not the New Hampshire? And I thought, you know what, that's right. It would be it would be more consistent, considering what I was railing against, uh, you know, the what what I was, uh, I guess, demonstrating against. What were you demonstrating burn. against, Jesse? Uh, I was demonstrating against the political system in general. I mean, for it, it, it had a bit of a personal touch in that I, I look around, everybody gets there time to wave their flags, they get their time to have their parades, they get to stand out on uh, Central Square and wave their Obama and McCain signs and, you know, a lot of that going on. socialism, rah-rah fascism, and I, uh, I personally don't agree with that, so I thought, hey, you know, I'll burn a flag and put my view out there. Uh, but it, mixed in with that was the message that politics are divisive, as, uh, and so is statism, as, as was evidenced by this one <laughs> so guy is flag burning. straight up in my face, but... <laughs> So is flag burning. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah it's, I, it's, 
that kind of begs the question, though, of why is flag burning divisive in the first place? It's because people are have the whole mentality of the, you know, the state is good, the state is great, the state is here for you, and you're here for the state drilled into them. So, I mean, I can understand uh, why they may get upset over it, but I, I don't think that flag burning is actually in and of itself a harmful thing. People take it it's as not. some sort of like psychic damage against them like I, i've actually personally assaulted them but i haven't because they've had these ideas oh yeah they're, they're mistaken no doubt about it um I, I wouldn't i wouldn't disagree uh with that for a second those people you know people that are that are married to the idea that uh you know this flag is sacred well no it's not it hasn't had no one's done any incantations over it and even if they did it was just voodoo i i have to but, say that as somebody who was not necessarily a huge fan of the idea up front but initially i when you first announced that you were going to do it, I uh, initially said that I absolutely supported your right to do it, and I would be there to document it as a as a member of the media. Uh, I didn't know how well it was going to turn out. I mean, a lot of people were saying a lot of things about what might happen, and of course, uh, you had told me today that you were up late, uh, you couldn't eat, you were, you couldn't sleep. Uh, so obviously, you were very very concerned about what might have occurred as far as the police maybe throwing you in a cage, uh, not because of the necessarily uh, that, that you would have been charged with something for burning the flag, but it would be like illegal burning without a permit or something like that and so uh there could have been a lot that could have went down today i mean including even violence on the part of uh you know the nationalists that might have happened to have been nearby and they were nearby because uh, the, the sign waving mccain people were out there today uh but nobody got violent i mean there there was a little like you said some up in your face attitude and you know some people that weren't so nice, uh, but nobody got violent with you, so you didn't get hurt and you didn't get thrown in a jail cell. And uh, Mark uh, over here has, has been quite a critic the entire way along. Oh yeah. And his biggest critique was he thought it was going to shut down conversation, and and I have to say it seemed like it was starting conversation today. Well, I, I, I question that. Anybody did anyone have a conversation with you and ask questions about what you were doing who wasn't a journalist student who was there, um, you know, to learn how to ask questions of newsmakers? Yeah, actually, there were a few people that were there. They weren't journalism students. They just heard about it from their friends. Uh, one guy had, like, a little hand, handheld video camera. He just wanted to record it. Um, I mean, yeah, a, a few of them were journalism students, but uh, there definitely were, the, like, a, it was a smaller element, but there was an element there that people were just, you, you know, they were, why are you doing this? What is, what is this for? Um, you know, uh, some people didn't, they didn't directly ask me, but I saw them on the sidelines. Like they, they saw what I was doing when they came over and they heard the journalists asking their questions and I was answering the questions. I was pretty much answering the same questions that I'm sure they would have asked me. And I, uh, mm -hmm. so I don't think, it, uh, you know, my message just went out to these journalism students who will actually get that message out to their, uh, peers at the college. But, uh, there, there was definitely some pickup from, uh, I guess, not the non-journalists that stood around, I feel. I mean, no, they didn't yell at me. They didn't scream at me. So they sat there and listened to what I had to say. So I think that more was actually accomplished. I remember one gentleman, I saw him come up, and Captain uh, Canning and Lauren Canary had pointed him out and say, watch out for him because he, you know, he looked angry. He looked vicious. But I was in the middle of talking to uh, one of the students, and when they started asking me questions, you know, he actually, I, I was watching him because I was afraid he would get up in my face. You know, I, I didn't know what he was going to do. I was Sure. Nervous, but uh, and, right, you have very, very good reason to be nervous in that particular situation. No, yeah, and you know, so it was just pretty much. But I saw him relax when he actually heard my reasoning, and when he heard me discussing, like he he knew I was just some nut job burning a flag. Uh, and I I brought this up with a few people uh, outside of you know the underground and outside 
of the journalism as soon as that, you know, they say, well, when they first heard about it, they, thought, they think, oh, my God, you're just some nut job. You're looking to start a fight. But then when they hear my reasoning, they think, you know, uh, I, I think you actually might have a sound reason behind you. I don't think I can get behind all the things you're saying, but I think for a large part you're right. So uh, I think definitely talking to people was a big thing. I did have handouts that went around. They weren't very good, admittedly, but uh, that's because I mostly planned on saying what I had to say and uh, not letting people read it. I thought that I could better get my message across if they heard it from me themselves. I thought it was, uh, I mean, as successful as it could have been. I think that uh, I think he did a great job. And well, I think, I think the it, fact that he walked away without a broken nose is, what I would call, yeah. a, a success. Um, I think it was, uh, I think it was very courageous what you did today, and you should be commended for it. I know a lot of people are going to still critique you. I know that uh, you know a, a critic of yours has suggested that uh, you were only doing it for attention. How do you respond to that? Uh, you know what, uh, I. Honestly, I, I know this critic you're talking about, and I think they're assigning something because they're not comfortable with it. I think they're kind of doing this demonizing thing. They're assigning some, like, some sort of ulterior motive, like I've got some sort of secret motive behind what I'm doing, and I'm just trying to create attention. And I'm, I, in a sense, I am trying to call attention to uh, what I perceive as an injustice, but I'm not just... I'm not calling attention for the sake of calling attention. Right, and I, I know you. I would say that you are trying to call attention. I mean, it, you know, I, well, I would say that the, the critique not, is somewhat, um, you know, the it's it, it's somewhat accurate, and you know, Jesse's acknowledging. You that. know, I, I mean, know we had a call here that's actually another call on the line about the flag burn. If you're gonna, if you don't mind hanging on, Jesse, yeah, I want to hang on to you, and we'll see if we can get another caller on the line with you. Hang on, more with Jesse. Your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com as we continue here. Uh, by the way, want to mention that this show is brought to you by Jason Osborne and the good folks over at SACL CAI. If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalk. Live.com. Again, that is SACL CAI as we continue with your calls. Jesse is on the line, uh, also known as Anarcho Jesse. Uh, you are a relatively new mover as part of the Free State Project. Uh, you're one of the bloggers over at freekeen.com. And earlier today at 2 o'clock this afternoon, you burned three flags in uh, the center of uh, Keene, New Hampshire, where we do this show from. Uh, you first burned the U.N. flag, followed by the U.S. flag, followed by the New Hampshire flag. And all along the way, you were uh, speaking, so it was not a silent protest. You were letting people know exactly where it was you were coming from, what your viewpoint was, the reason you were doing this. And uh, a lot of people were predicting dire consequences uh, for, the, for, for this. 
I certainly have never experienced uh, flag burning in my entire uh, activist career. And I have to say, I thought it went pretty darn well. Nobody got violent. Uh, the cops did not arrest you. And a lot of people were there talking, having discussions. Uh, certainly there was inevitably with something incendiary like that, uh, you're going to have people uh, that are going to be upset. And there were a handful of McCain people that uh, attempted to snitch you out to the police. Now, when you say a handful, you're really downplaying what's what occurred uh, throughout the week um, uh, on the radio. This has what been happened? Talked, this has been talked about more than once on uh, oh, really? on the local radio station. Oh, and, that's good. Uh, I'll tell you that the, the conversation wasn't a gentle exchange between people talking about the power of the state well, that's and its not coerciveness a, or anything like well, that. Now, now, Mark, I mean, when you're talking about people on the radio, um, inevitably the people that are going to pick up the phone are those that feel the most passionate about it. And so, of course, the people that are very upset about the idea of a flag being burnt are most likely to be the ones to pick up the phone and call the radio show. Look, look man, um, th- th- I'm not making the point that Jesse is a bad guy. What I'm saying is is that you don't get the discussion um, that in, in, in full. Now, maybe you had, you know, 20 or 30 people that got an ch- opportunity, but there mm-hmm. were... Uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of people that heard the radio that just heard some jackball is burning a flag in Central Square. I hate him. And there was none of there was none of the exchange that went on. Uh, Jesse didn't get the opportunity to talk about well, why he was doing it or anything like for that. not inviting him on the show. I know that uh, oh, it's Jesse, also the PR problem of the person who was doing it in the first place. What do you mean a PR problem? How can you Look, control? You can't control what people say about what you're going to do. Well, okay, so but the the point that I'm making on this, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth yeah. is maybe you had 20 or 30 people that got a good message out of this that that uh, you know what Jesse was hoping to do however i think that you got thousands hundreds if not thousands of people who got a very negative message well they didn't get any message so, they just heard somebody say that there was going to be a flag burnt right and that's a negative uh, the and a lot of people talking about how it's bad and a dishonor to the people who fought for this republic and la 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 you've well, heard so you've what? heard all that crap before look i'm saying it's a pr event right it's a failed one. But they didn't say anything about who was doing it, right? Um, They're just saying that someone was going to burn the flag. Free staters and libertarians is what they said. Jesse, your comments. Uh, well, uh, I, I really I can't. I, it's it's kind of hard for me to imagine how I can uh, possibly reach thousands of people uh, with a message. I mean, I. <laughs> I, I mean, let me. Put it this way: I am an anarchist, mm-hmm. um, and people uh, across the board willy-nilly think that anarchism is all about throwing Molotov cocktails into Starbucks and, windows and burning now, flags. I can't, I can't approach those people and actually tell them, "No, no, this is not what anarchism is actually about. This is this is nothing, nothing. This is nothing what of what anarchism is." Uh, but I actually talk to people on an individual basis. I talk to people on the internet. I debate on the internet all the time. Sure. Uh, you know, like it's like I know it's kind of repetitive and boring sometimes, but it's the fact is that I can't possibly approach every person, so I'm not going to worry about approaching every person and convincing every person because honestly, I'd be setting a goal too lofty for myself. Um, I mean, well, if you, then, like, if, if you had been, and I'm not saying, you know, like, I'm not saying that this, this would have been an easy thing to have done, but there's only a couple of media sources in town. Uh, the Keen Sentinel, I guess. Uh, they didn't show up today. They, they did not show up? Okay. So they didn't consider it newsworthy. Um, the, and, and you would know whether they were doing something because, well, they're the newspaper. Uh, but there's the Channel 8. Um, I guess you could have been involved with some people there, tried to get on uh, Free Minds. You could have called uh, KBK um, during the morning and talked well, to them hey, about what Mark, you're planning. 
plans you could were. Have, you could have stepped up to volunteer to be his media liaison, but... Uh, I'm not know, interested you in, expect, support, in, in helping or supporting somebody that, burning a flag. Do you expect that an activist knows exactly who to go to and who to see? I sent out his press release, oh, Mark. Hold on a second. I said from I the very beginning, his press this release. is a PR disaster. I sent out his press release to all the media outlets in town, and they had the opportunity to contact Jesse well in advance of the uh, uh, the event. Uh, of the event. So they all knew about it. When They're all on out? my email list. Over a week in advance of the event. They all knew about it. They can't claim they didn't know. Well, maybe they so don't want to give airtime to somebody who's okay. burning a flag. Well, then, what can you do about it? That, that, you can talk yeah, about it on the radio and call I him a bad guy. Walmart. I guess that's all you can do. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm sorry. No, no. It's, it's all right. I mean, I... I, I mean, I, I kind of understand in what you're saying, but I, I don't think it makes any sense. I, I have no, like, I can't tell them this is a story and you're going to cover it. Uh, I mean, do, do you think the New York Times covers every story that, like, every press release they might get? I mean, like, I can't. I, I understand. I, I would never expect them for a moment to cover what I was doing. In fact, I, I didn't expect them at all because, well, let's face it, it's not the status quo. I mean, what I did is kind of uh, uh, traditional. Sure. But. Now, um, the I mean, it's it's an icon. The the flag is an icon. This is the very definition of iconoclasm. Now, um, the but but the fact is, I, they did talk about it on a talk show where they have open lines. I can tell you the number right off the top of my head. I called in about it. You could have too if you had been monitoring. Now, I'm not saying you you know that you can necessarily be monitoring everything at all times, but I, you know, at PR. I think you guys lost. I, uh, listen, if I was so concerned about public relations, I'd be a status. If you right? if you weren't if you weren't concerned about Jesse, if you weren't concerned about public relations, my point. If I was, I mean, do you know how many people I, it puts me at odds with when I say, well, actually, I don't support government at all. In fact, I'm opposed to it. I mean, if I was so much so concerned about public relations and how the public may perceive me, uh, you know, which is really not my issue. How they perceive me is totally up to them. Um, I, you know, I may as well be a statist. I, I agree well with you. A, in fact, hold, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You cannot jump in before I get my chance here. If you weren't trying to make a public statement, uh, Jesse, then you wouldn't have burned it on Central Square. You would have burned it in somebody's backyard. So you were trying to make a public statement. If that public statement was supposed to be positive for libertarianism, freedom, or the Free State Project, I believe it failed. Uh. I don't honestly think that it did. I mean, it was. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, it seemed like uh, a maybe, successful I'll, event. I'll give, I'll give you this, Mark. The it event probably wasn't a positive message in that I talked about how the state and the flag, which has flown over the, uh, this manifestation of the state since uh, day one, has never been uh, a home. Has never represented liberty. So uh, I'll give you that. That it was negative in that aspect, and that I probably. Did somewhat lose on that. It wasn't a very positive message. I think but that I think that message that is I true. I can't help not calling a spade a spade. I, I, mean, I agree with you, Jesse. I I agree with you. Right. I think well, you're right there. However, I think that the simple fact that there wasn't a crowd out there with pitchforks and torches ready to kill you does not mean that it was a public relations coup. The fact that I don't a think journalism, anyone said it was a coup. A, a, I just think it was successful. You said a good event. Uh, right. It uh, was a good event. Uh, right. Everything so was the, calm and but for the most part serene. There was a couple of upset. McCain supporters, but that's inevitable going and, to happen. And a journalism and, class, which counts for nothing. And Mark, I think that you could relate because, as Jesse said, if he wanted uh, good public relations, he wouldn't be an anarchist. Similarly, Mark, you have said on the air here, if you wanted to make a bunch of money in radio, you wouldn't be doing this show. You'd be off doing uh, another cookie-cutter conservative show. 
So you you got to have to stir the pot sometimes if you want people to get talking. And I think as far as getting you people have to talking, stir it right? I think you know what, Mark? When's the right time going to be, huh? That's you know to that's my flags? biggest problem I don't think here. Ever. Hang on, Jesse. I'm going to bring you back uh, more on the way. My biggest problem is with uh, people like you sitting back and quarterbacking and say, "Oh, that's not right. You shouldn't do that with the couch. You shouldn't do that with the flag. You shouldn't." I'll do be that. out tomorrow holding a sign for a politician. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Uh, again, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. And those features uh, uh, include the live streams. We've got broadband version of the show, dial-up version, and a webcam as well. And they all should be back up, uh, up and running at this point. I've been busily trying to do some network corrections during the breaks and i believe uh luckily i had a spare router sitting here that i could swap in because the other one apparently decided it was going to turn into a brick uh so we've swapped in a new router still some bugs to be worked out but it looks like our streams are back up so sorry for the inconvenience and uh, normally the streams are up almost all the time so enjoy them all the time over at listen.freetalklive.com again that's listen.freetalklive.com plus need to tell you about the institute for humane studies They're offering free seminars over spring break. This March, you can join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation? It's free. IHS even provides housing and meals during the conference. Apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz from March 7th through 12th or at Emory University in Georgia, March 14th through the 19th. Visit libertarianseminars.com for more information. That's libertarianseminars.com. By the way, your deadline to apply is November 15th, so less than two weeks. Jump on that uh, if you are somebody who is an undergraduate or still in college. Jump on it. 800-259-9231. As we go back to uh, Anarcho Jesse, he is on the line with us from Keene, New Hampshire. Earlier today, burned three flags, uh, burned the uh, U.N. flag, the U.S. flag, and the New Hampshire flag. I think it's an, uh, it was an unprecedented event. It's never happened in the history of flag burning, from what I can tell. And I thought it went very well. I thought it was successful. I thought that, I mean, it was successful in that you didn't get arrested. You also did not get uh, violently uh, attacked by anyone. So I thought it was successful in those ways. Plus, I thought it was successful that uh, conversations were started. Now, Mark, you're making the argument that, uh, in fact, this was a major failure. You're making the argument that uh, that people did not understand what was going on. And you're pointing out what your evidence is, is that people were talking about it on talk radio um, without actually having Jesse on the air with them to sure. explain his position. Right, and I don't disagree with Jesse's position on most things. But I, people have been saying nasty things about free staters on talk radio since the uh, the, initia- uh, the initialization of the Free State Project. Well, let's so why give is them this, some reason, why shall is this we? They're let's always going to have things to say. Reasons. You know what, Mark? You know, my biggest <laughs> now critique... We're, now we're, now we're flag-burning um, uh, free staters. You know, people... Uh, Mark, you said you're going to go out and wave signs for a politician tomorrow. Big flippin' whoop. Lots of people are going to be out waving signs for a politician. As far as doing something else... Is concerned. Jesse actually went out and he did some activism, and all you can do and and his critics can do is take a crap on him for it. No, you know, look, it's so easy to sit back and be a quarter, an, an armchair quarterback. Makes perfectly good sense to me. Hold a sign that says "Honk if you hate taxes." Fine, good. But when you go out there and you go after these sacred cows, hey, you know what? Expect a few lashes. 
Let's go to John in New Hampshire. Uh, we, we still have Jesse on with us, but John, I believe you were there this afternoon for the flag burning. What was your analysis of all of this, especially after you've, uh, you've heard the, uh, you know, the debate going back and forth here tonight? Hey, guys, first of all, I have to say, uh, before, before we get co- completely off of that, Mark, I love you, brother. You're, you're, you're probably right in, in a little bit of the direction that you're thinking, and I was thinking the same way at, you know, when I was first hearing about this. When you think about the hundreds or thousands who are going to hear about this, uh, I, you know, I've never burned a flag in my life. I didn't think I'd be around it. Um, but I do support the man's right to do it, and that led me in the direction of saying I need to be out and keen if I can. I didn't think I could make it, but if I can, I need to be there to be my physical presence instead of just my mind, you know? And. I'm, I understand, I John. To, I, didn't, I, I didn't want to end up over there and getting a picture taken of me, um, you know, at the event. Therefore, sort of tacitly uh, supporting this. I, you I know, fully understand. I fully understand, and, and God bless you. But there were thirty or forty, or I don't know how many people who individually see this, and there was contact made. And, mm-hmm. and I agree with your point that there's hundreds or thousands that heard about this that are going to be so turned off that they're going to be, you know, they're going to be red in the face or, you know, blue in the butt or whatever right. color they're turning. But you know what? They would do that no matter who did it for whatever reason. But the several people, several people, the mechaniacs that were there that immediately ran over to tell the police what was going on, on their way, they were shouting to the cars as they were just because they were political supporters. They were trying to say, he's an Obama supporter. <laughs> they went right to the police, these fascist bastards, if you'll pardon my mouth. They went right to the police, but when they came back, they came back. And this was not my demonstration, and I had no intention of singing today. But you know what? After Jesse made some intellectual arguments, there were still people with question marks on their faces, some people who came back. Those mechaniacs came back. They wanted to know what was going on. They know their simplistic answers were not quite right. The Obama people were there, some of them with cameras, listening intently. Dozens of people, not just the journalism class, but dozens of people who said, my God, here's somebody with a lot of guts. We're in this boilerplate the day before election, and they wanted to know what the hell was happening. And I thought, there's question marks on those faces. And you know what? The intellectual arguments can hit from one direction. And the only thing I can do to help was to sing a song. And I sang my On the Road to Freedom song, which explains it. And in my, you know, I didn't plan on doing this. I left out a whole damn verse of it. But we had fun. And Lauren Canario sang along with me. She said, is this a sing-along? I said, of course. Now, speaking of Lauren... This angry dude that was like all in Jesse's face, my intention, you know, I'm not the biggest, you know, toughest guy, and I don't know all the martial arts and all that. I do know a little bit about deflecting and all this stuff. In the end, you know what? This angry guy came up, uh, you know, wanted to be in his face. You know who turned that guy away? Who's that? Lauren Canario. Well, that makes 98 sense. 98-pound Lauren Canario <laughs> and Cat Canning. They just couple you know, of harmless shot ladies. The guy along the path and said, you know, just keep over. And it was just as peaceful as could be. He was angry, but he didn't need to go any further. So, he so you his opinion, so, and Cat and Lauren got to do that. So, that John, you'd one, say that it went pretty well. Person, not the gang in blue. Not the gang in blue. They didn't come over there to do anything. And 
like I said, those mechaniacs who wanted to, you know, those fascist bastards that wanted to go right to the police and, and try to blame this on Obama or whatever, um, you know, it was just it was just fascinating. But they came back, and I can tell you one thing. When I did my little thing, and like I said, I had no intention of, I'm not trying to steal a show or anything like that from Jesse. I'm only trying to add, add to it. I spoke to somebody's heart. And those mechaniacs, when I started to talk about some people say, if you don't like it here, why don't you leave? And if you don't vote, you should not complain. And doing it to a tune because art, and particularly music, strikes the heart. They began to listen. I can see it in their face. I've sung songs before people before. Those people were listening. They got it. So well, it reached not only the journalism class, not only the students, not only the young people or the people who were expecting it, but the Obama and the mechaniacs who were there. Not they were not necessarily even had any idea that this was going to happen. So it, you they would say, John, that it worked. In, they were engaged in the conversation. Would you say, so John, it did, that, it, that it worked it out did better? Exactly what we thought it could not do, Mark. You and I thought this could not happen. I was a witness. It happened today. Now, it's not a huge success. Hundreds or maybe thousands have a negative opinion. They would have a negative opinion anyway. But well, I think I that this think, can be a starting I point. If one or two had a positive opinion of it, that would be awesome. Well, but I think maybe a half dozen or a dozen or maybe even a couple dozen came away from that saying, you know what, I need to question what the hell is going on in this country? John, I, I want to thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Sounds like uh, I appreciate John's passion. Event. And an event with John is better than an event without. I, I absolutely um, agree with that. I want to However, get Jesse's thoughts here. I know you're going to have plenty of chance to go on here in a bit. Jesse, your thoughts? Uh, well, I, I really don't have much to add. I mean, John did real. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of didn't get to thank him earlier for it, but he did uh, kind of pick up where I guess maybe I lacked. I mean, uh, I'll admit I can. I mean, I can be emotional sounding when I'm speaking, and I am making uh, when I'm trying to make intellectual arguments. Like I try to people talk to people like they're smart people, but you know I can't cover every aspect. And he actually touched on an aspect that I hadn't thought of, and I'm actually not talented enough to touch on. I'd like to uh, suggest uh, Jesse, in order to sort of uh, sort of be the PR uh, person on this, uh, make a suggestion to you. You'd mentioned earlier today that you were planning on calling perhaps uh, the local radio show. That ha that airs on Saturday morning. One of the shows that was discussing this. I think that right. would be a good idea. Um, and you know, uh, I absolutely think that would be a good idea. And get I, on I, there and talk to them. They might even invite you in to sit in on the program. That's a possibility if you open up the communication channels. Uh, certainly, uh, we sent out a press release, but sometimes it helps to reach out personally. I think that would be a good idea. Maybe call uh, whatever talk shows you possibly can. Get out and discuss this because you know you might want to do it again sometime and continue making an issue out of it. Our three. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. Ours is free. 
freetalklive.com. Plus, I might uh, go out on a limb to suggest that Free Talk Live has more for free than those other sh- uh, shows actually charge for. So go decide for yourself, freetalklive.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls about what you want, and we go to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you are on Free Talk Live. Tom, New Hampshire, going once. Tom in New Hampshire, going twice. Let's try Jimmy in Kentucky. Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Jimmy in Kentucky, going once. Jimmy, Kentucky, going twice. Something wrong with the phones? Maybe something's wrong with the phones. Let's try one more. Todd in Michigan. Todd, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind, Todd? Uh, Not much. Uh, I just wanted to... Well, um, urge people tomorrow, please, for the love of God, don't vote. Um, <laughs> What's that going to accomplish, for Todd? God, I'm begging you, people, don't vote. <laughs> now, Why? wait a minute. Don't... You mean in the national election, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and but... the national election, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your energy and effort. Your vote isn't going to count at the end of the day. I I don't Uh, disagree that my vote won't count at the end of the day. I absolutely agree with you on that point. But if I'm going to the polls, why shouldn't I vote in the national election? I'm going to be there to vote on some local issues. Uh, Why shouldn't I vote in the national election? Well, if you're going to vote for for the local and maybe your state issues, uh, like your referendums, that's fine. But I'm mostly referring to uh, the presidential race because... Quite honestly, unless you have, you know, say a unless you have a third-party candidate like, uh, say, Tom Knapp and Charles Jay on the Boston Tea Party ticket, and if if you have that ballot in your state, or if you have, um, we've got George Phillies, or George Phillies, um, you're you're just basically wasting your time. Um, but uh, right, because no one's going to count those point. votes, so it doesn't matter. I mean, no no one is ever going to show the vote totals for Charles J or George Phillies. You'll never be able to even see. I mean, I suppose you could call the division of elections and get passed around from bureaucrat to bureaucrat to try to find out if they can give you the uh, the election totals for the more obscure candidates. Well, in that NHPR way, but... is pretty good. Um, I've noticed in the past of of reporting every candidate that's on the ballot and how many votes they've gotten. So it's possible that somebody could be monitoring the NHPR site and see that your candidate got three (laughs) digits. Considering the fact that Obama, according to some projections, is going to win this election and we're going to have a Democratic Congress, most likely, uh, even though it's possible that McCain may win the popular vote, but, you know, who cares about that? The fact of the matter is we're going to lose tomorrow no matter which yep. way. I agree that America loses it. tomorrow. Absolutely. Which tyrant will be chosen tomorrow is the ultimate question. Like picking your flavor of which authoritarian do you want to, um, to eat uh, on your ice cream tray. Who I will mean, be the new decider is what we're going to find out uh, tomorrow. And I think, I think uh, personally, I would put money on Obama, but, uh, you know, who knows? It could be a surprise. Who knows? It could be a surprise. Oh, and, and one final thing before I go here. Um, I, I, I don't know if you guys are... Um, aware of this, but uh, they had um, Janine Turner, the Hollywood actress, and Victoria Jackson, who used to be a Saturday Night Live regular on O'Reilly, and they're going on and on about, oh, vote for John McCain. He's, you know, he, because Obama's a socialist. 
And I'm thinking pot calling the kettle black. Yep, no <laughs> doubt about it, Todd. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Mark, I know you had an email with a bunch of questions, but Jimmy, who was on the line, actually did send an email, and so I'm going to throw his question out real quick. Sure. Uh, Jimmy says that tomorrow, being National Sign Over Your Ability to Make Decisions for Yourself Day, I'll be out protesting democracy and handing out anti-democracy propaganda. I usually run into the, well, what else do you suggest line. <laughs> it's it's a good question. I mean, people people really don't know. To which I generally respond, individual liberty and personal accountability. The conversations go all over the place at times, and I'm wondering if you guys have any other suggestions as to what sort of response may be better than what I usually come up with. Uh, tell them you prefer a king. <laughs> I don't think you're going to bring anybody on board with that one. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I've... <laughs> I, all you can do is if you're going to go out and do such a thing, and I think it's it's well worth I think it's worth your time. Um, talk to people about personal liberty issues. Do your very best. It's practice. Um, I obviously you're going to have to have some slip ups in order to have some successes in that in that arena. But I, I think you're going along the right direction. I think as a general rule, um, whatever you do. I, I mean, I like what you're saying, Mark, is, you know, this is practice and uh, don't feel bad if you mess up a few of them. Right. I think that I think that you're even even in your practicing that you're probably to some extent doing at at the very least a neutral job, if not a good job for liberty. And I would suspect you're doing good if you've done it a few times. Yeah, I would say that uh, the one rule you want to keep in mind is to keep it short. Keep it simple and keep it short. So when you're talking to these people, I mean, presumably he says he's going to be protesting democracy and handing out anti-democracy propaganda. I presume that means he's going to be doing it at the voting location. Seems like the obvious place to do it. Uh, That's what we're going to be doing here in Keene tomorrow. There are going to be people that are going to be spreading out to the the five different voting locations here and handing out uh, voluntarist literature. And I would suggest that basically you just hand people things, and if they get into a conversation with you, give them the answer that you've given them that you think individual liberty is the way we should do things, and then tell them you can get more information about that here. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. And, I mean, don't be rude about it or anything like that, but let them know that – let them know you're very busy and that you, while you appreciate your – their questions you just don't have time to answer all of their questions right now if you put an email address on there or something like that presumably on your brochures whatever it is you have there will be a website for someone to go to in order to get more information ideally that's what you want them to do because if you engage somebody especially somebody who's out participating in democracy and in the voting the democratic process you're more than likely going to come across people that are not so receptive to what it is that you're saying so they're going to get into issues. If you keep talking, they're going to get into issues. And then once you get into issues, then you're, then you're dug in deep. I mean, there's no getting out of that except to just end the conversation. And at that point, it could, be, it could come across as rude. So try to keep it short. Make your number one goal to get the information into the person's hands. Maybe answer a quick question, but you know, then say, thanks. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off here, but I've got other people coming by. And if you've got any questions, go to that website. It should give, lay it out for you. Now, I've... I, I don't know about that, I'm, uh, but you have a far more success in this, uh, this particular arena than I do doing out, positive sort of outreach kind of like this. And, and uh, I can think of a couple of them off the top of my head. I don't know if these are your biggest successes or anything like that. But um, didn't you spend some time talking to, say, Neil Connor, the publisher of the Liberty Sentinel or, you know, whatever ed- editor or whatever he is? Didn't you spend some time talking to him uh, when you met him at the Sarasota County Fair and got him on his little path to liberty? 
I don't recall. It was so long ago. I don't know how much time I spent. And what about Menno Troyer? Couldn't... Menno, uh, you're talking. What you're talking about? You're naming names here, Mark. Nobody knows. Uh, well, but you're I'm talking just about that people. You, that there were su- successes. I, I, right. When you say successes, you're talking about people that were sort of unearthed by my activism efforts. Right. I think I made and that in- abundantly clear when I. I'm sorry. When I, I wasn't said clear. That. I wasn't. It wasn't clear. You to were me. staring at listening. your flashing lights. No, I wasn't. Um, anyway, you're talking about the success stories as far as people that wouldn't necessarily be involved in the movement today if it weren't for my uh, my efforts. Correct. And uh, Menno Troyer was a result of me making a phone call or phone calls to the list of free state project members down in Florida. So that was not even an, an outreach thing. I, I guess I was uh, under the wrong impression as to how it was working. But I, you know, I'm I don't know. I'm just trying to find out: is it a good idea to engage um, engage people because you know, no, some people do want to talk. It, they do want to talk, and that's the problem. Uh, that usually the people. That I think that a talk, good piece, a, a good handout piece, is a, is a very good thing. I wouldn't yes. disagree with that. Usually, the people that want to talk are the people that disagree with you, um, and they want to get into a debate with you, and that's the last thing you need. Uh, generally, what I did was I would give out the world's smallest political quiz, which I, I don't really, I mean, I haven't done that in a long time, but back then that's what I was doing, and then I would uh, essentially offer material to the people who took the quiz. Whether or not they scored libertarian, I would offer to sell them information. And Neil Connor, who you mentioned, was there with some friends. They were interested. Um, they weren't necessarily... They didn't necessarily believe they were libertarians, but they were actually interested enough to buy a book. So I didn't, I didn't blab all over them to get them to do that. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark? You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us, and they include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. This uh, this year over spring break, I recommend you go to the Institute for Humane Studies. It is uh, now offering free seminars over spring break. They'll be at the Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, UCSC in Santa Cruz. You can apply now uh, as uh, the early registration is up to November the 15th. It's open to undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates, and they cover all the costs, meals, housing, participations, all covered by the Institute for Humane Studies. Some of the past topics include public choice in education and government and morality. Go check it out at libertarianseminars.com. That's libertarianseminars.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls about what you want. We start with Scott in Canada on the amp line. Hello, Scott. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, you're talking a little bit about uh, some of this activism and also on Saturday you talk about in-market activism. I had some experiences with this recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was planning on running in the Canadian election for the Libertarian Party of Canada in the federal election, and I got screwed, basically. Um, I mean, kind of to what you're talking about, what I had, one of the things I had to do was go around and get 100 signatures from people in my area knocking on doors. And, and you're right, the people that want to sit there and talk are people that disagree with you and want to debate you. And it's a waste of time. When I have 100 yep. doors to knock on, you just got to be like, okay, great, you know, and, and move on or else you're going to be there all day. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> you're not getting your goals accomplished. You know, it took me, it, it took me about uh, an hour to get 10 signatures. Mm. So, I mean, I was... 
12 hours out there walking trying to get signatures from people. I just didn't have time to debate people, you know? I mean, yeah. it's um, fun. It's the, This is the problem with it. Is it's, it, it's, it's stimulating. It's fun to debate is. people. So you want to, uh, but at the same time, at that, if you're talking about how you were trying to get to houses. You're not getting your job done. You're not doing what you'd set out to do. If you're doing an outreach event uh, where people are, are passing by you, then you're sitting there yammering away with somebody and 10 people walk by and you don't get a chance to talk to any of those 10 people. So, you know, for all the time and effort that you're spending trying to uh, to debate or uh, better yet, trying to persuade, uh, certainly persuasion tactics are better than argumentation. But, but it's hard when somebody it, wants to, to argue. Right. If you're trying to persuade and they want to argue, then you're not going to get anywhere with them either. And so and then, all of the all of the above, whether it's persuasion or argumentation, takes time. And if uh, time is what you need to be spending, that, in that case, time is what you need to be spending on those other people that are just passing you by in that particular case, or in your case, uh, going to the other household so you can get your message in front of them because they're more likely to be better prospects. I mean, period. They're just more likely. The more prospects you put in front of yourself, the more likely you're going to find ones that are looking for what you're selling. And in this case, yep. selling liberty. And, and most people uh, were just, yeah, sure, I'll sign it. They they didn't really care. And it's kind of right. what we already knew. Most people aren't really paying attention. A few people, you know, didn't want to because they had their, you know, uh, they were liberal or they were conservative or whatever. Um, but I just wanted to add on, on the other end of this, when you're talking about on Saturday how uh, you were referencing the John Stossel uh, show, showing that lady that was trying to run for office and all the hoops. Wow, hoops. Let me tell you about hoops real quick. Mm. Um, I, I got a, a paper a nomination paper where I had to get all the signatures, I had to get $1,000, all these things, right? They told me I had 21 days before the election to get everything together and to bring it down, okay? So on the 20, uh, the 22nd day before the election, okay, I had a full 24 hours. I go down there. I got there at 2.04. The nominations closed at 2 o'clock that day. And I said, but this paper tells me I have 21 days, and that's tomorrow. They said, oh, no, that paper says that, but the Canada Elections Act over here says that they don't count holidays, and there was a holiday in there. <laughs> so, yeah. So somehow I was supposed to know that this one clause in the sure. Canada Elections Act, 300 pages, tells me that I should have gone a day earlier. Ignorance like, of the on. law is no excuse, as they love That's to say. That's right. I appealed and appealed and argued, and they didn't care. Sure. They didn't care. Because, you know what, the people, the big parties that have their lawyers and have done it before, the incumbents, they know all this mm-hmm. stuff, Right. The Libertarian Party of Canada is tiny, small. There's no organization, you know. So and I know better for next time, and hopefully I can get in some debates and, you know, show people kind of how dumb it is to want to – everything else, you know. Yep. Yeah. I wish you the now, best of luck. I, I'm kind of curious. You said you went around door-to-door, and then some people wouldn't yeah. sign um, because they were liberal or conservative or whatever their, uh, yeah. their, their, their purpose was. And I'm just wondering – how, how perhaps you could have, uh, like, I, I guess the question that I would ask these people without being, and, and it, this is going to sound combative and being combative isn't going to help, but it's like, does it really matter? I mean, this is a democratic process. You want people to have choices, don't you? That's exactly what I would bring up. But some people, if they were staunch liberals, they just would not sign. And I'd say, look, you're not endorsing me or the party. It's just so that I can get on the ballot. I mm-hmm. need to have a certain number of signatures. That's it. Oh, I but, see. So, uh, they, so you, you had know, to get – it was because of the party. So they would uh, say yeah. – what? I, um, so so they, you, they already had a certain amount of information as to who, uh, what you were running for, right? Well, they would be like – inevitably, people would ask me, okay, what party are you with? I'd say the Libertarian Party of Canada. And, and most people are like, oh, okay. But if, if they were – if they never heard of us, and most people didn't, 
Um, but they were, you know, they've always voted liberal or they're just liberal or they're conservative. Whatever. Like those are the names of the parties in Canada, liberal and conservative. Right. Conservative. Um, so they, they just wouldn't even be interested in letting the, another party run. Uh, even if it, you know, really, you know, I, I would say, oh, it's part of the democratic process, choice, blah, blah. Some people just didn't care, you know, they just want their thing and that's it. But, mo- but that was very, very few people. Well, I, I, so, I, uh, I, I see that there's nothing you could have done with them. They're just jerks. There you go. Yeah, and you know, I, I like I said, I just had to move on. You know, I That's had a lot, of, a lot of uh, walking to do. So. It's like the people that get very, very upset about the fact that their uh, their family members don't get it, or they don't want to listen to them, or whatever. I mean, you love your family, your friends, and they don't want to listen to what you have to say, and they get very upset about it. And I understand why. I mean, I understand the desire to have the people that you care about. Uh, on board with liberty, it makes sense. It's something that that people that love liberty want, uh, but inevitably you're not going to be successful at at uh, converting everybody or giving them all. Uh, they're not all going to come on board, and so instead of torturing oneself over the fact that uh, not everybody agrees with uh, with you, all you can do is just move on to the next prospect. I mean, it really is a sa- it's a sales job essentially. You're moving through numbers, and uh, we don't need everybody. We really don't. We don't need a majority we need a, a small minority of people to come on board and get these ideas and once that small minority is on board with the ideas it'll get to the point where we have enough uh, market penetration if you will to, to where the the sheep will just follow along with us they'll say you know this liberty stuff sounds pretty good hey there's some cool people over there hey attractive ladies are in this movement well you know i'll come on board too uh because like you say they don't think much about this stuff so all we have to do is bring some of the thinkers on board and bring some of the doers on board, get some more activists together, and I think it'll all fall into place all over time. But if we spend too much time on the, the hopeless cases, then we'll never get to where we want to be. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Good hearing from Thank you. you. 800-259-9231. It's just sad that when one of the hopeless cases is somebody you care about, it can be pretty frustrating. And I can understand that. But you got to move on. We're going to move on to your phone calls about whatever you want. You can bring up anything. And still to come, Mark, you've got an email with some uh, interesting, thought-provoking questions. Hopefully we'll get to that. Your calls are primary, however. 1-800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial the uh, the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include the Shrine of Female Listeners. The dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and enjoy free on us. Again, Shrine. Dot freetalklive.com. And 
You should also come join us at the Liberty Forum coming up early in March next year. You can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get more information about the event. It is essentially a uh, wonderful networking opportunity for those that love liberty uh, and for those that are interested in joining the Free State Project. Come on up. See New Hampshire. It's a great excuse to come up see the state right in the middle of wintertime when it's at its coldest. I guess it's not at its coldest in early March. It's probably warming up a little bit by then. Not much. Then again, you never know around here uh, with the weather up here in New New England. So you'll get to come up in the wintertime to experience New Hampshire. Uh, You'll get to meet hundreds of people that also, like you, also love liberty, and they get freedom. And uh, you'll be able to meet all kinds of folks, including big-name liberty-oriented people like uh, Glenn Jacobs from the WWE, well, known as Kane in the WWE, you know, the World Wrestling Entertainment Group. Richard Heller from the Heller versus DC gun decision. He's a Free State Project member, as is Glenn, and they're both going to be there speaking, uh, as well as a number of other folks, uh, gentlemen from Iraq Veterans Against the War. Adam Kokash will be there. Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty. Uh, Angela Keaton from Antiwar.com, and so many other names. Still, there are a lot of speakers that will be announced. Uh, the schedule has yet to be announced. We're still a ways out from this, but it'll be here before you know it. So get signed up now and use this code for a 10% discount, 2009FTL, 2009FTL, for 10% off the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Head over to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, get signed up, and uh, you'll get to meet us, too, because we'll be there broadcasting live. Certainly not the highlight of the event, uh, but we always have a good time It's there. a little bonus. Yeah, we like, uh, we like the Liberty Forum, so we hope to see you there at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. As we continue with your calls, Tom in New Hampshire is on the line. Tom? You're on Free Talk Live. The plans are already in place, and a week after the election, a lot of the banks are going to be closed, and there's going to be Marines marching in the streets all over the United States. What? What are you talking about? Where are you getting your information? I'm talking about Veterans Day. <laughs> okay. You know, now, uh, uh, anyway, uh, a lot of people don't want to work. You know, given a choice between working for, let's say, a Pentagon contractor or working for a place making widgets uh, for, you know, legitimate use, they prefer to not to be working for the military contractor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, the place where I work, when I signed up there, it was just civilian applications, a, a circuit board inspector. And lately they've started taking on military contracts, Uh-oh. not top secret stuff yet, but... Uh, Stuff where you got to have uh, U.S. citizenship or have a green card to be eligible to work on this stuff. Hmm. And uh, what I'm looking for, I, uh, it's time for me to be moving on. I'm looking for a new job. So um, anyway, uh, what I need from you guys is uh, you, you're going to expand Free Talk Live and put me on there for some of those hours there anyway. I don't know uh, about that, Tom. Okay, so anyway. We'll do that. You just can't I, pay you. Okay, here's the other thing, though, uh, for people who want to clean up the mess at immigration, okay, the bureaucratic mess, here's another point. We've got a guy working there who can't work on this Pentagon-related stuff because immigration has been taking their good sweet time and milking him for tons of money, and people could raise the issue, what if, you know, the America gets attacked and we have to build war machines like crazy to defend ourselves. He can't help us because immigration didn't clean up their mess and give him a green card. You're saying they're giving him the runaround. He's going through yeah. bureaucratic hoop after bureaucratic hoop, paying fee after yeah. fee, and it still hasn't panned out for him, huh? And th- this is why your congressman should care, you see. Hmm, interesting because point. Because it could 
uh, wind up hurting the Pentagon ability to make war machines if this guy <laughs> can't help because the uh, immigration hasn't cleaned up their mess and given him the green card. It's a good you point, know? Tom, but it might be too obscure for them to really pick up on. They're kind of simpletons, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. a lot of them are stupid, useless, incompetent idiots. That's why they're politicians. Thanks for the call, Tom. Yep. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Couldn't do anything valuable in the rest of society, so you went and became a politician. And, you know, on top of that, a lot of them are power-seeking, sicko, sadist freaks. That's another factor, too. And a lot of them are lawyers. 1-800-259... Oh, I repeat myself. 800-259-9231. So, Mark, let's go to your email box. Do you have that ready? Yep, I do. Um, so, hey, guys. I sent this to all three email addresses because, uh, uh, because it was a mix of both show questions and business questions. So here it goes. Ian. If your vision of a voluntary society in New Hampshire were to come to fruition, how would international travel work? Would a private passport issuing company arise? Would they be accepted and recognized by the international community? On a broader point, have you considered, and if you have, could you possibly explain how a voluntary society operating within our juxtaposed to established governments would interact with those governments? Great See, questions. I'll answer the passport one first. Okay, go ahead. Uh, there is an organization or a country or whatever you want to call it called the Conk Republic. Have you heard of this, Mark? The Conk Republic. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. You can go to their website. They are real. <laughs> They have a website. Okay. The Conk Republic. <laughs> they, uh, if you can go to flatearth.com and see the Flat Earthers uh, website, too, and they believe the world's flat. Okay. Well, I'm telling you, the Mark. The Conk that... Republic is just Key West, man. It's a marketing thing. Right. Uh, anyway, Conk Republic, uh, back, let's see, I don't have their site in front of me at the moment, but it's, it's my understanding that the Conk Republic was interested in seceding uh, a while back, and they did go ahead and they created this uh, concept called the Conk Republic, and it is essentially Key West, Florida. Um, but they weren't interested in being part of the, uh, the United States, um, and so they created their own passports. They created their own little, uh, little country, basically, within a country, essentially. And so they created their own passports and their own diplomat passports, and they claim that the people that they claim people have gone to other countries and used the Conquer Public passport and gotten into other countries. So now they don't guarantee that every country is going to let you in, but they do claim to have had some success with some of their members using their passports as identification to get into other countries. And so, uh, you can go to Key West now, and you can get uh, Conk Republic uh, postcards. You can get those little shaker snow things. Yeah. You can get some uh, some of the Florida snowmen, which is just water with a little uh, with a hat <laughs> floating in it, and say Conk yeah. Republic on it. You can find all kinds of things that say Conk Republic in, in Key right. West. And so they have passports that say Conk Republic, and people have gotten into <laughs> other pencil. countries. Yeah. They claim that people have gotten into their other other countries. And think about it. I mean, if you're the Bahamas and somebody comes in from the free land of New Hampshire or Conk Republic or whatever it is that uh, your own personal nation is going to end up being, because, again, nations are just made-up concepts. They're not real. They're just uh, thoughts in people's heads. The United States isn't a real entity. So... If you're the Bahamas and somebody comes up and says, hi, I'm from the Conk Republic. I'd like to come here on vacation. Are you going to turn them away? Are you going to tell them, 
no, we don't really want your money. You're not from uh, another legitimate, recognized government, so oh, we look, don't want you and your family to come here. Was it and Saudi spend Arabia money. or was it uh, the, the, the that uh, bah, not Bahrain, uh, Dubai that uh, threw the guy in jail for having the the speck of marijuana on the sole of his shoe? Dubai, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that people might. Yeah, they might just turn you away for. That's having fine. Then passport. they don't get your business. And then you're uh, stuck at a freaking airport for how long? Well, I think that uh, I think that there are going to be plenty of countries out there that would be interested in having people visit from the free land of New Hampshire. I think that uh, there would be plenty of folks I that think would that, want that. Oh, I think that this is something that can be overcome. I'm just yeah. saying that the conquer public... Hey, I'm giving you a real-life example of someone yes. that claims to have gotten into another country... I don't know if it's a true claim, well, that, but they claim that. There's so. that one. Uh, you can get uh, citizenship status on that one uh, oil derrick out in uh, the, the, the 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 North Sea, can't you? You mean you mean up by the um, up by the UK? Yeah, that's not an oil derrick. It's an old um, it's an old military platform. Okay, I understand it. But it's a country, and yes. they issue stuff. Right. I mean, you create your own country, the free land of Mark. You know, whatever. <laughs> If they want your business, they'll let you in. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Just make it look like a passport, and they probably... I mean, if if there's a name of an obscure country on there, how the hell are they going to know it's not real? And what makes it real anyway? More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time to sneak your call in if you make it right now at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we need your vote. In the Podcast Awards contest, actually, we need two votes. Uh, One is podcastawards.com. The other is vote.freetalklive.com. But let's focus on Podcast Awards because it only happens once a year. Podcastawards.com. Scroll down the page. Go to the political category. Find Free Talk Live. Select Free Talk Live. Then scroll down a little further. Enter in the required information, which is very little. It's name and email address. And then uh, click submit, and you'll have cast your vote for today. And I say today because you can vote tomorrow. Every 24 hours, you may vote for Free Talk Live at podcastawards.com. Now, when you do submit your ballot, you will. Uh, there's a good chance that you're going to be verified, and that means they'll send you a quick email just to make sure you're a real person. Just click the link that uh, validates you inside that email, and you'll be done. So it makes a big difference for us. If we can win this podcast award, it'll be our fourth in a row which may be the only podcast ever to win four podcast awards in a row. It may. So help us out. Podcastawards.com, political category, vote for Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. We continue with the email here. The first question was, if we get a free society here, let's say New Hampshire secedes or, yeah, let's say New Hampshire secedes and there's no government whatsoever to speak of. I guess it would have to have a government in order to secede. But anyway, let's just say there's an area of land where there's no government. How in the world will you have passports? How will you go and internationally travel? And it's a fine, fine question. And I believe that there will be ways. I mean, the people that there, what we're going to find in a free society is a variety of people are going to be interested in creating private identification for people. People want to know who you are. And so in order to satisfy that desire, there are going to be people in the marketplace in search of a profit. They're going to figure out ways to do this on a reliable basis to identify people. And so that could be easily spun into a passport type device that would be accepted by those countries. 
countries uh, that are interested in accepting them. Maybe not all of them would. Maybe some of them would reject uh, the, the, the free land travelers, if you will. But, you know, that's the price you pay to live in freedom, I guess, is you don't get to go and visit North Korea. God knows. You're missing out there. So um, he wants to know about passports, trade laws, uh, currency exchange, extradition. Currency exchange, I'm willing to talk about. Extradition, I don't know what what would happen there. I suspect that who would, you, who would be extraditing who? Well, um, it, there probably wouldn't be a heck of a lot of pro, um, process to it. You would petition to a state to say, hey, you're holding some guy that we think is a criminal here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want him. And I, I guess you'd have to figure out beyond that exactly how that would you go. Have to negotiate. If you happen to have somebody in the state that some other state wanted, um, they could produce a certain amount of evidence. I'm sure that the, somebody would hand them right over. Anyway, uh, currency exchange. Likely you'd be, if, if there was no government at all, you'd be talking about uh, gold and silver, perhaps some kind of, uh, you know, uh, bearer bonds for yeah. a, a load of bananas or something like that. But um, And then countries would exchange at whatever rate those things exchanged for. Yeah, I mean, they managed to exchange all kinds of world currencies at the, the current moment. I think that it would be actually interesting to have a real gold and silver-backed currency again because you'd... That would probably be in pretty heavy demand. Whoever it is that's turning that out is going to be pretty wealthy. I, I wouldn't doubt it. So they've got, the prof, they've got the profit incentive to figure out that stuff. Trade laws, I don't see how those would really apply. There would be no trade laws from a country that had no laws um, or you know, no laws to speak of. Right. Trade there, with who you want and how then, you want. You know, what would other countries say? Uh, that, those people that we can't find a government to talk to and they're allowing our – citizens to sell their stuff there without a tariff. We hate that. I can't imagine yeah. it being a problem there. Yeah. Um, number two. I'm originally from... I, I don't understand this question exactly. I'm originally from New Hampshire. I signed up as an FSP pioneer, and I don't know what that is, a few years ago. I've since embarked on a career in the yacht sailing industry and living elsewhere, but New Hampshire. I was previously on a yacht traveling from uh, Rhode Island to Panama. I'm now living in the Bahamas. Rough life, right? Mm, yeah. uh, next Sounds summer, awful. I'll be in the Mediterranean or <laughs> South, Southern Alaska. <laughs> My uh, question is, how long do I have to not live in New Hampshire before, before I can sign up as an FSP member? That's a good question. Once again, I'd like to point out there is no membership to free, um, the FSP. A participant, participant. An FSP participant. I still keep my uh, NH driver's license and my passport, both of which display my parents' hmm. address in Londonderry. Well, my opinion is, if you're not living in New Hampshire, then you're eligible to sign up I for the agree Free State you. Project. But if you've signed up for as uh, whatever this FSP pioneer is, you can't keep leaving the state, signing up, and coming back. That's just not fair. Yeah, I, I don't know what the pioneers. I don't know what that is, it. and I suspect it means like a early friend, or maybe it was a person who signed up for the Free State Project, and then New Hampshire was picked. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't know. But uh, if you're not a participant of the Free State Project and you don't live in New Hampshire currently, that seems like a good enough reason to sign up. It does to me. Even if mom and dad live here, so right. And even if you have a driver's, even if the state bl- claims that you're, you know, you're yeah. carrying their driver's license, so you must be a citizen or whatever. That's just a piece of plastic. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions for spreading the liberty message while living or traveling abroad? I've had many a conversation with my coworkers, none of whom are American, most of which fell on deaf ears, and I was retorted in with an ambiguous, "Well, that's not how it would work in my country." Hmm. Likely true. It probably isn't how it would work in in, in their country, and. I don't know how I, I don't know how you would talk about liberty with uh, people from other countries.
countries. Well, it's certainly easier when you know what the details of particular issues are, where you're from. But you can still talk about liberty in, in general terms. You can still talk about personal responsibility. You can still uh, you can still discuss why the state is is evil and uh, why coercion is wrong. You can talk about really the basic concepts of why government doesn't work because you know government fails for the same reasons all around the world. Whether you know the statistics about one particular program or another is really quite irrelevant. In fact, it's the uh, the statistics that kind of bog libertarians down. A lot of libertarians get real bogged down. And well, uh, well, we need to really look at the numbers here to see exactly how uh, what's the state doing right now, and what would it look like if it wasn't doing what it's doing? And they, you know, they get really bogged down in all the details of the government programs. When in fact, the real issue is the gun in the room. The the real issue is the the fact that the government is nothing more than a group of men and women that is doing business at the threat of violence. And that's that's applicable around the world, whether you're talking about uh, North America, or you're talking about North Korea, or you're talking about uh, you know, the Bahamas. Wherever you are, they're doing the same things. It's just that the program names are different. Uh, the budget size is different. The names of the politicians are different. But the principles don't change. So stick to principle, and you'll be fine. I, I would say that uh, that would probably be the direction I would go as, as, as sort of the, uh, you know, um, abstract argument from that's where everyone should go because if you find yourself getting bogged down in details of an issue go to the gun in the room that's well, always the most to, persuasive I, I think you need to talk to people about how liberty would work um and you know working is the most important part to a political process mm-hmm. yeah i mean you can uh, holler about morality all you wish but uh if it doesn't work it it doesn't there's no point in it well and when we go back to what we talked about earlier if it's not working if you're talking about if you're pointing out the gun in the room and they see the gun in the room and they accept the gun in the room and they say oh well that's fine with me i don't mind forcing people to do what i want them to move on to the next uh, prospect you got a bad prospect there move on with the next issue there you go um well, the, the next thing he says is uh, really about uh, trying to uh, get us on and uh, Bahamas, so it doesn't, you know, really carry much farther. Well, his question is, how do I get you on in an international country, right? Yeah. Uh, I would guess the process is similar. I, I don't have experience at contacting stations. I don't. There are hundreds of stations I can call here in America, and I don't have time to call all of them. Um, so contacting stations in other countries is not even on my radar. I have tried to call a few Canadian stations that are relatively close to the border of uh, the United States, and you know, I struck out a few times. and was just like, ah, I'll focus on U.S. stations, just because Canadian stations are, they're not, int- the problem with, that you're going to run into is they're going to perceive U.S. talk radio as being about U.S. politics, and it's an, it's an easily understandable conception, uh, because that's what most U.S. talk radio is. It's, you know, you tune into Rush Limbaugh, he's talking about the Republicans and how bad the Democrats are, and you tune into the progressive shows and they're talking about the reverse. Uh, so Free Talk Live is different. We know this, you know this, right. but they don't know it. So when you're calling up a uh, an international station, whether you're in the Bahamas or you're in Canada or in the U.K., and from what I understand, there's not really much talk radio in the U.K., but if you're calling a uh, an international station, but local to you, and you're telling them, I think you should carry this show Free Talk Live. And they'll say, well, where's it from? Oh, the United States. You're done at that point unless you happen you know, have to have somebody who's open-minded enough to hear you tell them that it's not really all about U.S. issues. Well, Though certainly is the- it's more about U.S. issues than it is about other countries. Why is the Edge in Trinidad and Tobago, uh, why, why are they carrying us? 
I did not reach out to them. Uh, th- well, I mean, they, I had a, an, an agreement, a signed agreement, come into my fax machine out of nowhere. You never even got a chance to talk to them. I mean, they didn't. They didn't say why they want the show. He was um, googling around on the internet, found Free Talk Live, listened to it, said he wanted to put it on his radio station. So, I mean, it's possible. Obviously, it can happen that international folks will add this show, but you're going to have to get them to listen. And if you contact your local stations and you can get on a, uh, you know, if you're friendly with a PD, ask him to listen to the show and see what he thinks and move from there. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.